Welcome back to another Encounter Show with me, Steve Chalmers. I'm here with the infamous Dr. Stuart Chalmers, and we are going to be discussing uh, something that is prominent throughout the Bible, and that is the theme of names, and um, names are massive in the Bible. Do you, do you want to say hello? And uh... Yeah, ho hello, Steve. Um, you're talking about names. Now, when you put the word infamous in front of a name, I just wonder what that really implies about that person. I think that's quite biblical to have an infamous name. Uh, I don't know if it means you're famous or non-famous, or whether you think you're famous. Um, well, it was you that uh, suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's jump into to the biblical theme of names, and um, we obviously know there's lots of names, uh, names of God, uh, names of disciples, names of countries, names of towns. And um, what's in a name? If I if I said yeah. if I said to you, what's in a name? What's so good about a name? What does a name do? Well, I mean, if I think of my name, William, the name means I think defender. Yeah. But then Stuart means a servant. So if I've got both of those characteristics, one is sort of very active, and the other's quite passive, isn't it? Yeah. What? what... So. What can you do with those names, though? You know what they mean, but what, what, what can they do? Well, nothing really, because I dropped William. How old were you when you dropped the name William? Well, I mean, I was called William at Stuart simply because it's on the school register. Right. But I never really answered to it. I was called Stuart all my life from day two or something like that. So, but do people really know what their names mean? I mean, do you know what Stephen means? Yeah, it means crowns one, wearer of the laurel wreath. So in the Olympics, back in Greece, when they won the Olympics, they would put this laurel wreath around your head and it was the victor's crown. That's what Stephen means. Yeah, and that's why I picked it, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if the listeners will know, your full name is William Stewart Kennedy Chalmers, You've got the title of doctor before it. Everyone calls you Stuart, but legally, what does it say if you if you have a, a checkbook or or a, or a, your mortgage statement? What does it say on it? Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll have William, but the checkbooks were always saying Stuart. That's interesting. So you, your your name, you can if you think about it, your name carries a legal power, then doesn't it? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, it's got authority to make transactions financially on behalf of yep. you. Um, even in terms of, of marriage, when a lady gets married, she drops her surname, takes on the name of her husband. And uh, any, anything else you can think of what, what's in a name? Well, also, when you get married, they can hyphen it together as a double-barreled name. And what does that say about people? <laughs> I think you're getting a whole different show here. <laughs> yeah yeah um, so so you've got you've got this thing of it's got a legal context it's got mm -hmm. I, I guess even an inheritance you know if you've got if you've got your father's name and they pass on an inheritance to you in your name and interestingly enough even you were talking about the meaning of your name um, I guess if someone's calling you that name all day every day you want to make sure it's got a good meaning I've got oh, lots that's of, right that's I've right got, I've got lots of friends in Scotland called Cameron 
and Cameron means crooked nose. I was like, mate, I, I would change my name straight away <laughs> if it was Cameron. Yeah, but we there's not many Scottish listeners listen to this. Oh, there'll be loads. And yeah. and at the bar in the Bible, in times in terms of the Bible, it talks about Jesus being the name above all names. You know, at the mention of his name, every knee will bow. Mm-hmm. You know, demons flee. You know, we get physically healed just through the power of his name. And well, that's right. It that's says right. even says the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are saved. That's that's quite strong, isn't it? You know, and I think as Christians, we really need to understand that the name of Jesus is a key theme in the Bible. And I, I think less and less people can be bothered to read all 66 books now. Mm. And I, I'm coming across more and more people who are, I think, building up a, their worldview around things they're watching on Netflix, you know, maybe books they're reading that aren't the Bible, even just, you know, chatting in the pub. And, you know, mm-hmm. they start building up all this this worldview or spiritual worldview. But mm. actually, in the Bible, you really need to understand that the name of God well, the name of Jesus is key to understanding our place in the universe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah go on. I was going to say, um, you mentioned Netflix, and, and uh, if you look at Netflix, there's so many programs there that are you could put into the spiritual stroke horror sort of um, yeah. genre. Yeah. And um, if you, not that I've looked at many of them, <laughs> But the one or two that you sort of look at, you think, where are these people going? They they don't really understand spirituality at all because, as you say, in the name of Jesus, you know, demons flee. And you've got these idiots who are writing these programs and they're, they're going all around the houses to combat evil when there is only one way, and that's yeah. in the name of Jesus. It doesn't make for a long film if suddenly a demon comes out and then somebody says, in the name of Jesus, go, that's the end of the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but that is the reality of it, that we've got to understand as Christians when we use that name, that there is power in the name. And we've been told to use that name. Hmm. We've been given that authority to use that name. And we have the Holy Spirit living within us, which hmm. is the power. And again, yeah. when you look at, um, as I say, the spirituality of people, they do not realize this power that's in us, that God has given us through Jesus. Yeah, He promised us the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit, then, you know, demons flee because of that. Yeah. You can't really touch us. Yeah, that's, but, you know, that's, that that's... doesn't make good film. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And I think that's that's what really annoys me about a lot of these Netflix films and dramas. It's like the good and evil are equal powers. And it's yeah. like, oh, who's going to win? And sometimes the bad guys even win. That's so not what happens in reality. The name of Jesus is, is as yeah. above all, every, every other name. And, you know, when and, I've cast, cast out demons in the name of Jesus, they yeah. just go. And yeah. it's in, interesting. I was reading the other day um, in Luke 4, Jesus hasn't done a single thing. He hasn't done a single miracle. He gets baptized. He goes out into the desert, fasts for 40 days. It says he goes out full of the Holy Spirit because he's just been baptized. The Holy Spirit comes on him. God says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. He comes back full of the power of the Holy Spirit. He comes into the temple and he reads out Isaiah 61. I've been anointed 
to preach the good news, set the captive free, bind up the uh, brokenhearted, and declare the, the year of the favor of the Lord. None of the Pharisees realize or recognize he's Jesus. He walks out of the temple. And what's the first thing that happens? A demon in someone comes up to him and says, you're the son of the most high. What are you doing? Are you here to destroy us? The demon mm. instantly recognizes. So before mm. he's even done a, a single miracle, he reads out, I am the anointed one. I'm the only, it's the anointed yeah. one. Him. Yeah. You know, and um, it's, it's so interesting that they're so early on in the gospel, this demon recognizing he's the son of the most high. And that he yeah. and the demon says, "Are you here to destroy us?" And I feel like people just shoot over that verse, but it's so fully loaded. You know, I think people could even sort of just rest there a bit and say, "What are evil spirits? Where do they come from?" You know, we we've sort of fallen into this sort of half truth that demons are fallen angels when we know they're not. They're the children of fallen angels. If you go read Genesis mm. six, and it talks about the sons of God. And um, even sort of around the time after the flood, um, we come across Babel, um, the Tower of Babel. And I want to suggest that this isn't about languages. This isn't about them building a tower to get up into heaven. It says that they said, where is it in Genesis? Um, they said, um, let us go up so that we can make our name great. They built the Tower of Babel because they wanted their name to be great, to be above the Lord's, to be above God's. They wanted their name to be great. And that was the same thing that was happening with these rogue angels who came out of heaven. They wanted to make a name for themselves. It's talked about the seed of Satan biting the heels of the, the seed of the woman. And these seed of Satan, or, you know, Satan just basically means the adversary or the enemy. And we were talking about this before we came and hit record. Mm -hmm. The enemy, the adversary, the Satan, the Satan, he doesn't even have a name in the Bible because he's not worthy of having a name. He's just called the enemy or the father of lies or, you know, we call him Lucifer, which comes from the Greek meaning light bearer. Uh, but it's not his name. He's just called things like he's evil. He, he's a father of lies. He's not worthy of a name when really that's all he wanted. That's why he got kicked out of heaven because he wanted yeah. his name to be great. And oh, that's um, right. he wanted the authority that God had. Yeah. He wanted to sit in that throne. And, um, well, we know what happened to him because of pride. He was thrown down because there is no authority greater than God. And that authority is given to Jesus as well. Yeah. He was made higher than the angels and he was made higher than everyone. Yeah. And um, I was just reading the other day that, well, I was doing it for, I'm going to have a plug here for my program, Highest Praise, which is an open FM 103.3. Um, but this week I was looking at the coronation. Yeah. You know, King Charles III. And looking at that word majesty. Mm. And seemingly it comes from a, a Latin word, uh, mast, uh, what is it, um, mastus, which was a legal term for supreme authority, supreme status, and it had to be respected above everything else. Wow. And we sing so many hymns and choruses about the majesty yeah. of God and the majesty of Christ. And in those days, uh, you know, 100, 300, 400 years ago, a king was called Highness, mm. you know, His Highness. Yes. But there was two 
there was a pope called Charles V who said, I want to be above highness, so I'm going to be called majesty. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, look at this and same spirit coming in there. That's right. And Henry VIII, remember, who was head of the Church of England, he took on that name as well, his majesty. Well, not highness. See, see what happened to him. To see what happened to, but you see, it's man wanting the authority, wanting the power, that mm. really isn't his. Mm -hmm. You and know, that's, and that's and that's just like echoing what happens with these with these fallen angels at the start of the Bible, yeah. who they just wanted to elevate themselves above God, mm -hmm. make them make themselves great, and we saw what happened at Babel. God split, or it says it says in um, in Deuteronomy, it talks in the songs of Moses. And it also says in the book of Job about the divine council. And basically it says that um, God had this divine council of angelic beings. And he said at the Tower of Babel, when that happened, he said, right, I'm going to, it says, according to the number of angels on this council, I'm going to split the territories of the world and I'm going to split them all up with different languages. And um, so that's what happened in all these that's different... Right these different angels took over these different territories. We call them princes and powers and principalities yeah. in the book of Daniel. Um, Daniel prays and fasts for an answer. And the, and the, the prince of Persia, who is a spiritual power and principality opposes him. And Michael, the angel has to come in and, and fight for him. Mm -hmm. And Gabriel brings the revelation, but we can see these powers and principalities. And that's how we get all these gods with a little G in the Bible. Who all right. want to be worshipped and they want their name to be great. So we've got this post-Babel world where there's all these other spirits trying to vie for their name to be made great. And if you think these are angelic powers and principalities, it tells us in Genesis 6, you can go look this up later if you want. It talks about these giants that were basically born out of women when these fallen angels came and had sex with women. They had these horrible, grotesque giant babies that were called the nephilim some your your bible might say in, in genesis 6 might say giant and it says goliath was a descendant of these giants mm -hmm. and it tells us how um even jude who wrote one chapter there's one book from jesus's brother jude he says i could talk about salvation but let's talk about this and he talks about these angels who came down had sex with these women and he says how these some of these angels were locked in the abyss and he says, what happens is he quotes the book of Enoch, which was a Jewish text at the time. And it says in that book of Enoch, chapter 15, that he quotes, it says how when the giants died, because they were half human and half angel, they were born out of rebellion, which reminds me of the, the, the verse, rebellion is as witchcraft. Because they were born out of rebellion, they were fatherless and nameless. These, these spirits were evil spirits because they didn't carry the name of God, so they couldn't be saved. And those spirits, some of them were left on the earth to torment and test man. And that's what we call demons. They're mm. evil spirits. They're, so that's why demons are not fallen angels. They're like these bastard children who are fatherless and nameless. And that's why they hate men so much, because we can be saved. We, have, we can be saved and have the name of Jesus, but they can't. And that's why they hate us. And this is, this is what happens after Babel. You've got Genesis 12. Abraham comes along 10 generations after Noah and God's like, I need to find someone who I can put my name in, someone who can be a redemption. And he, he, he raises up the, the line of Israel through Abraham. 
And uh, in Genesis 12, he basically comes to Abraham and he says, I will bless you and make what? Your name great, which is what mm. they were trying to do in Babel. They were trying yeah. to make their name great. But yeah. God comes to Abraham and he, he, he was a descendant of Noah. It says Noah was righteous. That's why he was saved. And he's, he says, I've got a promise for you. I will bless you and make you a great nation. And what happens is Abraham, before he becomes Abraham, he tries to make the promise happen for himself. And what does he do? He has another son or he has his first son, Ishmael. And what you've got to realize is that he's, he's had this son, Ishmael, with, with his, his, his maid, Hagar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Ishmael doesn't carry the promise or the blessing. And that's really weird. It's like, well, why not? God comes back 13 years after he's, after he's promised it. He tries to have this son, Ishmael. And God comes back. Then he says, no, I'm going to change your name now. And he changes it from Avram to Avraham. And he adds this huh, like this, this Hebrew letter huh, into his name. And it's actually, it means the essence or the spirit. And he changed his name, his name from father of, of nations to father of many nations, a, a multitude of nations. And just by adding this huh. But really what he's doing, he, he's adding the, the, the Yahweh, the Jehovah. He's adding Yahweh into Abraham's name. And this is really significant because after his name has been changed to Abraham and he's got this H, this her in his name, which is the essence or spirit of God in his name, he has Isaac, who is the promise and is the blessing. And that's how he has the that's that's then continued on. And as Christians, it's like this. This should mean something to us. Oh, wait a minute. He's had the name of God put into his name. And when does that happen to us as Christians? Can, can you think of anything? I suppose on conversion, on conversion, and when we, we get, get the Holy Spirit, we get the Holy Spirit, yeah, and when we get baptized, we get baptized yeah. in what? Into the name of the Father, the, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Exactly, and in it Jesus talks. Name. That's right. So when we get baptized, we get baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm. and that is where it says, "You will be adopted into my family." That's when we take right. on the name. So this is why baptism is really important. It's basically your adoption, your adoption celebration. It's the, it's the day you, mm. you, re, you know, receive Jesus. You've actually been given a new name and now you inherit a new promise. And it's like everything we might have tried to do before we get saved is meaningless and we'll, we'll just come mm. to nothing because we don't have his name. Isn't that yeah. remarkable? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, um, I don't think enough Christians really stop to think about that. I think they, they understand that baptism is going under the water and it's a picture of the death and resurrection of Jesus, us being mm -hmm. forgiven of our, our sin. But it says we come up a new man. But actually, we come up with a new name. A new name, which don't know what we know the new name is, do we, until we get to heaven? Well, it's the name of the Lord, isn't it? You know. Um, uh, yes, in that yeah. sense. But I think, is it in Revelation, it says that we're given, we've got a new name. Yeah, that's There's right. Somewhere it says that yeah, we've got it does. a new name. Yeah. But going back, as you say, the Tower of Babel and how the the nations were formed by each of them under principalities and powers, but God yeah. kept one for himself, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Israel. And yeah. That Israel, and then you come with Abraham, as you say, and he said, I'll make you a father of many nations. 
which really would have been a shock for those people in Babel because they wouldn't have thought that could have happened. They want to make their own nations, but God said, I will make a nation. And then talking about the names and it come back to Matthew when, you know, the very beginning when it says you will call his name Jesus. Yeah. For he will save his people from their sins. And then it says the babe will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So those two names were so, so important and powerful. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like, I think if you can think, feel like when you when you were born into sin, it's like you've been orphaned. And it, yes. it, has, it has this really weird phrase yeah. in the Bible that doesn't translate well for us who speak English. And it talks about being in his name. Have you heard of that in in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the verse. In John 17, 11, um, Jesus has and is the name before his arrest and crucifixion. Jesus prays this, John 17, 11, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. What an interesting thing for God to say, uh, for Jesus to say, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. And um, someone, one, of the, one of the young guys in our church this week asked about the word atonement, which for a teenager was a, a great question. Like, what does atonement mean? You know, yeah. and, um, you know, Jesus said the only way to the father is through me. And for yes. me, I think the simplest way, if you think atonement, meaning at one moment to be at one yeah. mm-hmm. and we're born, we're born out of the spirit. And um, I, I saw this great little video and it said, when Jesus made fish in the, in the start of the Bible in Genesis, it said he spoke to the sea. And if you take a fish out of the sea, it dies. And when he made trees, he spoke to the ground. And if you put a tree in the ground, if you take it out of the ground, it dies. But for us, we were made in his presence, in his spirit and in his name. So if you take us out of the presence, the spirit and the name of God, we die. And so when mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross, that's what he did. He brought us back into his presence through the spirit by giving us his name. Isn't that, isn't that so yeah. such a good yeah. analogy? And so that's, that's what sin is. It take, takes us out of his presence and we're, we're nameless. We're orphans. We're without identity, you know, and when he looks at us, he just sees our sin, but the blood of Jesus, it says that when he looks at the blood of Jesus, he doesn't see our sin. He just sees our name because we are one in him. Isn't that amazing? It's just such a remarkable thing for him to say. Um, but I think, it, you know, baptism everything it all comes back to this being in his name and having his authority you know it's like the um i don't know if you if you remember in the uh, prodigal son he gives him a signet ring doesn't he? it says he puts the robe mm-hmm. on his back sandals right. on his feet and he gives him the yeah. ring on his finger and the ring on his finger was how they signed stuff like we were talking right at the start of this episode yeah. about signing yeah. stuff legally mm-hmm. that's what he did wasn't it he gave him the signet ring so he could right. have the signature and he basically said, you've come out of the family name. You took your inheritance early, but I'm bringing you back in. And with that ring, he could literally sign for whatever he liked. So that's great, isn't it? Yes. A great, great sort of place to, um, to yes, sort he of... Conf- he was confirming he was accepted again back into the family by giving him that ring. Yeah. Um, it's, I suppose things get passed down through the generations to show you... I'm just thinking of the... the coronation again yeah that the regalia that's been passed down over the hundred of years 
he accepts that on his coronation day to say, I am part of this dynasty, you yeah. know, and it will continue. Um, but you're right, Steve, that we turned away from that dynasty that God gave us yeah. and walked our own way. And God said to us, no, I've sent my son Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. And we are his people. We've yeah. been grafted into his family. And yeah. he says, you are part of my dynasty again. You're part of my family. And yeah. uh, it's like he gives us a signet ring with the Holy Spirit. But it's a proof. It's, it's, our, what's it? it's, our de it's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance with yeah. him. Yeah. And But it's all through Jesus and the power of Jesus and the power in his name. And so today as Christians, we need to go out there and in the power of his name, we need to heal people. We need to cast out demons. We need to show people the way that they can go, that they don't have to live the way that they're living now and give them a new name. Well, we don't give them. He gives them a new name, but they walk in that new name and no turning back. There is power in the name of Jesus. We believe in his name. Amen. You know? Amen. And yeah. I'll just I'll just close with this quite interesting story. What you've just said there is so spot on. And it is it is about his name. And what he does with our name is he puts it in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. You know, even even yeah. his his disciples came to him and said, Oh, we've yeah. cast out demons in your name. And he yeah. says, Yeah, that's good. But one thing that's even better than that is that your name is in the Lamb's yeah. Book of Life. And um Years ago, I had this Satanist come to our church. He tried to infiltrate the church to curse it. And um, what happened was he came into the worship service. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm leading worship. I'm looking out. And he just starts writhing like a snake, like manifesting. And I was like, Something, something's not right with that guy. The power of God was so strong. He ended up becoming a Christian and getting saved. And uh, he was covered. He was a Satanist. He was covered in all these cuts where he drained blood into bowls. And then written in blood, he'd written blood packs to Satan. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, uh, we're praying this deliverance through for him. And like, he, you know, he was really manifesting, like levitating off the ground, flying around all over the place. It was, you know, it could have been quite scary, but it wasn't because we just knew it was the demons really. They were panicking and they were trying to show power because they were scared. They knew they were coming out. And uh, what happens was um, he he ended up actually... Um, trying to kill himself he took he took all these pills and um, he put himself you know he basically killed himself put himself in a coma and um, we were praying for him and um, he was in this coma three days and uh, then he comes out of the coma and he, he wakes up and uh, we said what happened he said oh it was amazing when I was when you guys thought I was in a coma I was actually in a court trial in heaven and we were like, what? It was like, yeah. And uh, basically the, the, the enemy was there speaking to Jesus, saying mm -hmm. this guy has become a Satanist. He's done all these blood packs. He signed his name over to me. He's done all these sacrificial rituals. He's cursed people. And, he, and for three days, he, Satan was just listing all these awful things that this guy had done. And then Jesus, right, right, after he just said, right, enough's enough. He just opens up the Lamb's Book of Life and says his name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
he got saved and took on my name at Christchurch Addington in Durban, South Africa, gave the date and the time, closed the book, and then Thomas just woke up in the hospital out of the coma. How crazy is that? And, um, you know, when, when we were praying for him, um, you know, he was, it, after he got saved, basically what had happened was these demons had come to him and said, we're going we're gonna to kill your baby and your wife unless you kill yourself. And he gave in and he took all these pills and we, we, he left a suicide note. We didn't know what had gone on um, and we were just praying for him. But what was what was amazing that just the blood of Jesus reverses every curse. Yeah. The blood right. of Jesus reverses every curse and his name was in the Lamb's Book of Life. And mm-hmm. um, I just want to leave you with that thought that, you know, the name of Jesus is more powerful than any name. It's yep. the name above Amen. every name. It just, just, just like you've said there, we can pray for healing. We can pray for deliverance. We can pray for breakthrough. But your name needs to be in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's, yeah. that's more important than anything. That's, that's the most important key. And um, hopefully this discussion's helped you sort of open, open your mind a bit to the, the biblical worldview of, of really what's going on. And we can see that right now the enemy is trying to attack a generation because he feels fatherless, because he feels like an orphan. That orphan spirit, Mm. that fatherless spirit, that comes from the enemy because he's blown his chance. And all these demons, these evil spirits that are across the earth who hate men, they hate the fact that they don't have a father because they were born out of rebellion. You know, these angels that fathered them. And Mm -hmm. so whenever you're feeling fatherless, you don't know God as your father, you don't have an identity, you feel like an orphan, that is evil. That is the evil spirit. But Jesus, when you come through Jesus, when you come through the the blood of the lamb, when you you recognize that you've been saved and you're adopted into his family, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, that is something that no evil spirit can touch. That's and right. that that is that is ultimately what salvation is. Mm-hmm. It's coming into his family and being adopted. Yeah, so so good, isn't it? So good. And I just I just felt like we needed to just sort of do do one of these episodes that wasn't all, you know, encounter stories, but just just bringing us back to the name above all names, which is Jesus. That's right. I feel like right. we, we we should probably close in a prayer. Do you want to pray for us as we close? Yeah, sure. Lord, you've heard our discussions and you've heard it centered around you because you're the center of all being. And without you, we are nothing. And we just thank you for the sacrifice that you made on the cross where Satan thought he had won. And then you rose again, defeating him, defeating hell, defeating death, defeating sin. We just thank you, Lord, that you have given that power to us. You have given us your Holy Spirit. You have adopted us into the family of God because of what you've done. We thank you for the power in your blood, Lord, for the salvation that you've won for us on the cross, that we no longer have to feel though that we are orphans, that we are useless and that we can despair because you have set our feet on the rock. You have established our way. You have given us a hope for the future. And we just thank you that we are in the Lamb's Book of Life, Lord. So, Lord, for any that's listening that doesn't know that they're in the Lamb's Book of Life, I just pray that they now turn to you and ask for your Holy Spirit to come and to meet with them and to show them the love of Christ. So thank you, Lord, for this time. And we just pray and just hand everything to you, Lord. 
as it goes out onto the airways, Lord, that you just take that and it won't come back void. For we ask it in thy precious name. Amen. Amen. What a great way to close. And uh, as it says in Genesis 26, verse 25, it says, they called on the name of the Lord. And we just want to call on the name of the mm-hmm. Lord and be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks Amen. for joining us. That was a great discussion. Good. I hope I'm now more famous than infamous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll Until see you next time. Until the next time. See you again on the Encounter Show. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs>